Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. In a world where action movies are constantly exploding at the box office, our heroes take on the monumental task of dissecting and analyzing all aspects of action movies to truly understand what it takes to make a great action film. Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy, in a Popcorn Talk Network exclusive, this is Action Movie Anatomy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network dedicated to talking movies and all things movie-related. We're talking Rocky IV today, and I'm your host, Ben Bateman, joined today by my excellently dressed, back in his purple tie... I had to do it. Mr. Andrew Freaking Guy. Andrew Freaking Guy! Andrew Freaking Guy! I had to do the tie, man, after, uh, was it Axel requested it? Yeah. He told me I look lovely, and he told me I could be an MMA fighter. He told you you should be in Roadhouse. He told me I should be Road- Look, man, we should hang Benny out Then he told sometime. you you should take your shirt off. Just MySpace me, I'll get back to you, okay? Uh, what's up? I'm Andrew Guy. I'm happy to be here. I love this movie. It's a childhood classic, and we yeah. have a very, very special guest with us, don't we, baby? Hugely special guest. This is a man that I work with on a fantasy football show on... Brett Rat. Oh, what? <laughs> That's right. Listen, I got a pool party I got to get back to. You know what I mean? I'm here. You know, I got a cab ride up. You got to put me in a town car on the way back. We have an Emmy Award winning Fox Sports radio host, Mr. Jason Smith. Thank you very much. Wow. And I actually won for Rocky Four. Did you no, believe it or not? Yes, you I did. played. You played Duke. Yes, I was Duke, and I was also Apollo stunt double in some of the films. Oh my god, you guys' skin tone is like it's, it's the same. Yeah, they had to do a lot of work on him to get him to look like me. It's very difficult. So, uh, so Jason and I talk about action movies at work all the time, and it turns out that Rocky Four is one of his favorite films of all time. So it's uh, very exciting that he wanted to come on and do the show. We're yeah. flattered to have him here. Well, let me point this out that while we should be doing fantasy football stuff because we're on the air live doing it, <laughs> right. you are talking about Rocky Four. You know, Cam Newton has a touchdown. Hey, you got Cam Newton statue that yeah, but you know what? What about that scene with Duke in the beginning of Rocky Four? Okay, that touch okay. when he gives him that nod and he's like <laughs> yeah, but, sells it for me. Yeah, so anyway, this is really exciting, guys. This is action movie anatomy. We do action movies on this show. And you may ask yourself, why are we doing Rocky Four on an action movie show? Because this doesn't really hit our rules. If you guys watch the show, you know that we do movies that are made after 1981 that fit four basic rules. Number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people or things or beings or robots or dinosaurs, whatever they are, in the room. Rule number three, the movie is driven by a police, military, or political figure. We added mercenary to that category we recently. Did, and political not. can mean they either are the man or they work for the man. So like the president or perhaps an MTA operator in the taking of Pelham <laughs> 123. And the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Now, this film has... Emotional explosions. It has an explosion in the beginning when the two gloves hit. And Rocky is none of those things. He's none of those things. And Dolph's not very smart. None of them are smart. They just get their asses kicked a lot. Yeah. And so he can take a bigger beating. But we but, always say but on Dolph the show, is really smart in real life and is. is political yeah. with yeah. the United States. And I mean, right away you know it's, hey, this is the height of the Cold War. Yeah, so the reason we did it is because on the show, Andrew and I always talk about it, it's tone. It's all about mm-hmm. tone. If the movie feels like our genre, like if you watch it and you're like, this just feels like an action movie, this totally feels like you're watching Absolutely. Rock, Speed, Con Air, Point break die hard it's in the same wheelhouse like if you like die hard you probably love rocky four yeah right yeah. i mean yeah, yeah probably i mean you get pumped there's things about the way that this movie feels and the way that they do things and the writing and how it's shot it's just like 
this is a true action movie, even though it's a drama. 100%. So, uh, yeah, guys, we, we do this, this do, do the show here on Popcorn Talk. It's also on iTunes. If you want to leave us a rating or review, helps keep the lights on. We can't do the show in the dark. If you want to follow any one of us on Twitter, you can find us at... How about a fresca? It's a great Twitter. It's a really good, good one. How about a fresca? When you I, come up all with the, well, because Caddyshack is my favorite movie. It's the okay. greatest cinematic achievement of all time. And when I <laughs> first joined Twitter, I'm like, oh, it's going to be Caddyshack. And all of them are taken. I'm going, I can't, get, I can't get Noonan. I can't get Lacey. I can't get anything else. I go all the way down and I have a choice between How About a Fresca and Moose and Rocco. So uh, the two guys helped the judge find his checkbook. So I said, well, let me go with How About, how about a Fresca. And people would try to tell me to change it. And I said, screw you. It's Caddyshack. I'm not changing it. No, so Jason Smith wasn't an option. No, Jason Smith is gone. Jason Smith seven. Jason Smith thirty. Jason underscore four nine seven six underscore three four. Yeah. Hey, you think about taking like Poison Girl oh eight two three or something like that? No, oh eight two three was taken. I could have had oh eight two seven. It's actually our friend's it's Twitter. Our friend's Twitter. Twitter. Poison, Poison Girl oh eight two three. Really? That sounds yeah. like one of those fake ones that you put you know, people buy followers. Is. Hey, Poison eight two three really likes what you tweeted there. It's like lost on her that it's like ironic. She thinks it's, she's like it was literally there was like that's my birthday. Why wouldn't I do it? It's too funny. She's a stand up though. Works for a character. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter. Excellent. And I'm Ben Bateman Media. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram. I suggest we watch the trailer for Rocky Four, and then we will get into all the fun games we play. Let's do it. You will lose. Today, the Soviet Union has... Hey, Dolph, where'd you get the baby oil from? Where's all your baby oil from? This is not just an exhibition fight. This is us against them. He would like to compete Poorly against cut anyone yes, who's very qualified. Like, you and I could have edited this trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An iMovie. Whatever he hits, he destroys. That's great. See, in real life, as if he landed two of these punches, oh, they would have stopped the fight. Yeah, oh, stop, stop. Look, you're killing this guy. Like, yeah. Weathers getting hit and dying the way that he does is way more realistic than any of the later fights. Because well, Weathers is, is way bigger than Stallone, too. Well, it's, it's just completely irresponsible by the referee. <laughs> just, like, let him die. Oh, he tries. Dolph throws but him off. Now, the one thing he can't do. <laughs> and, like, oh, thanks for telling me Apollo dies. Great, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. thanks, for, thanks for ruining it for me. Wait, I can't believe oh. they just said that in the trailer. Yeah. Miss Balboa, when will you be going to Russia? I'm not going to Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. He's had one Tyre Shire. Stone Cold Fox. <laughs> Mr. Glasses. He's going to have to kill me. Oh, give me the line. Why can't you change your thinking? Because I'm a fighter. You can't win! There you go, oh, Tyre Shire. It's good. Hey, have you changed your fights? <laughs> I never have nightmares where, like, it's all black behind like me. <sighs> and there's a spotlight. There's, like, blood in his mouth. The, yeah, this all this stuff is just stone cold amazing. Like the training montage is, is an American treasure. There's more going on in Dolph's training room than there is on like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> you like see that you see like all the shots they use when they're doing the uh, the CGI filming of the new Star Wars. They're all like it's like just what Dolph is in. Yeah. Rocky Four. Yeah, that's the same font for Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Part right. Three, and Part Four. Seriously. I think. 
1985, huh? Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Uh, there was a different trailer voice back in the mid '80s. If you guys recall, the guy in the '90s is the much more like deeper, earnest, touching drama. But in yeah. the '80s, it was like way higher pitched, and it's like <laughs> and it was like it was Stallone is Cobra. Yeah. Like, like that's like, that surprising it wasn't that voice. Um, anyway, so that is the trailer. Are for... you going to be able to get past that? <laughs> I'm moving past it now. We're going to reshoot it next week. We're going to reshoot the film <laughs> next week. So, guys, we introduced Put in this... a credit card. For <laughs> <laughs> we introduced this new thing last week that we're calling action movie taglines. So if you guys remember going to the video store as kids, because we do. Do you remember going to the video store as a kid? Yeah, I worked in the video store. Okay, yeah, yeah. Me too, for a short while. He worked in the video store, too. I did, Blockbuster. Uh, so did I. Yeah. Did you ever wear the gold jacket on Friday nights when you were the movie expert? No. I never got, no, I never got to wear it. There was a movie expert position? Yeah, that was the whole thing. Like, it was this whole I thing. If you were about that. My whole employee, life is a lie. <laughs> you got to wear the gold jacket on Friday nights, because that was the busiest night when people would come in. And it was right. like, you were the movie expert. Your job was to be on the floor yeah. and ask answer questions people have about movies. I did that, like, but I never got a gold jacket. No, I, I never actually worked at a video store. I just hung out at one in high school a lot, convinced they got to give me free movies, oh, and then we talked to customers about movies Ben's, that I worked there. Ben's here again. Give him a shirt. Let him just stand around. <laughs> you and Jason the, Mews were hanging out? Yeah, just, just hanging out. Right. I was like, have you seen Point Break? Yes, I've seen Point Break. It's <laughs> a Point Break kid. He's a little slow. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we would go to the video store when we were kids, and you'd go, you'd like look along the rack, and there's all these VHS tapes, and there'd be like the one tape, and then like the whole line of other ones and all the tapes you know there was no IMDB back in these days no no so it was all taglines so you would like you'd see a tagline on the box and say something sweet like a slam bang action thriller or a non-strap adrenaline thrill ride and like we were just like god that sounds so sweet look Gary Busey's in it and like <laughs> And so no one ever other than Ben. <laughs> so Andrew and I decided it'd be funny if we when we did these movies, we came up with like our own taglines. They can be short, they can be long, and then we come up with this is called action movie tagline. It's the second week in a row we're trying it. Uh, did you guys prepare your action movie taglines? I did. I have it written down right here. Do you want to start? If you want me to start, Jason I will. Jason Smith, kick us off. I, I will Emmy winner. <laughs> Thank you. I went with the short tagline. I went with the short tagline, the one that's going to get everybody to pick up the movie. This is why we hate Russia. <laughs> and there you go. In 1985, I got to have it because we're going to bomb each oh, other dude, and I things are going to turn out badly. Second. Yeah. I, I would have been in the video store and I would have done like a Duke nod. I would have been yeah. like, <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo on my arm. Put the hammer and sickle right on there and then you're all set. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Wait, isn't. Oh, that's Bill Duke. Never mind. What's yours? Uh, I wrote. There we go. Stallone pulls all the punches in this patriotic action-packed slugfest where two worlds collide. That's very good. Oh, getting into Burning Heart. I like that. Yep. I, like I that. go a little further this week. You, Andrew crushed me last week. We did the Patriot, and he used the word revolutionary in his tagline, oh, yeah, which good. is like a, to- it's a dole entendre. Yeah. It's not yeah. revolutionary at all, but no. it's about the revolutionary war. So uh, mine Yeah, is... we're familiar with the film, Ben. Yeah, I thought it was very... <laughs> And also what irony is. Yes. Okay. I thought it was very funny. I felt I needed to spell it out. I did it. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Can I just go back to the video store? Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Stallone creates an American treasure in curating our nation's greatest music video. After 91 minutes, it's unclear who's more of a patriot, Sylvester Stallone or Rocky Balboa, in this erupting volcano of testosterone and baby oil. <laughs> I would say it's all right. I don't know that I would have got past that. I would have stopped reading halfway through. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's a, there's a girl who looks hot in another movie cover, and I would have gotten that instead. Like you would have been like 10 with, with, with Bo Derek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like For not... getting out of the water with their dreads. In the adult section where like, if you walk over and you feel like people yeah. are staring at you, ah, look at that kid. It was in, it was like in comedy or drama, but it was it always was in like, comedy. It was yeah. like always on the edge, and I'd always be like walking past my very too. I'd always be like, Bo Mom, Derek? I'm just going to go look at the uh, comedy movies again. And then you watch Tommy Boy, and you're like, that's the chick. 
from 10. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to see that movie. <laughs> right next to Striptease. Like, right. uh, yeah. All the other ones that the covers were showgirls. Barbed Wire. Barbed Wire? Yeah. Yeah, these are all ones that one. covers as Joysticks. Yeah, I remember a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So that was our action movie tagline for the week. Let us know what you thought. And uh, send us one. Let's see yours. Let's see them on Twitter. Yeah. Let's see them on uh on YouTube. Yeah, we'll remind you guys for the first time. We, we started an action movie anatomy Twitter like a few weeks ago. We have a brand new one. It's AMA Podcast. Uh, you can you can tweet at us there. You can tweet at any of us and let us know what you think. And uh, and let's get into our fist pump moment. So this is another oh, one of these games yes. we play. It's this thing that happens when you're watching the movie. You're looking around. You're like, is anybody else seeing this moment right now? This is so awesome. You're like, can call you, your friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Andrew, I'm watching this movie right now. I got to talk to you about it. He's ben, like, hey, I'm, I'm working. Work. Like, no, I need to talk to you about this. Um, and so it's that's like fist pump moment, and it's just like the sweetest part. It could be Anything can be like the dramatic music of being a Terminator. It can be like a one-liner. It can be a dramatic moment between father and son. Right. Uh, it can be anything you want it to be. It can be a song. So, uh, so let's get into our fist pump moments. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in. You can jump I've in. Already, okay. I've referenced mine a few times sure. already. It's that scene in the training montage. We're going to show the training montage later in the video, but it's the scene in the training montage where Rocky is doing the pull-ups. He's going Front back, and, back yeah. and forth, and Duke, who's already been screaming at him, no pain, just cuts to Duke's face for a second. Duke's like. Yeah, it's like a very subtle <laughs> nod. Just <laughs> the nod, and you're like, "That's that is that guy's that is that guy's greatest acting yeah. performance." It's incredible just, nod because it's a. Good, I mean, the montage is amazing anyway. Yeah. But you look, you look, and Duke's like, and you're like, "Yeah, it's working." Yeah, they're like cutting just from scenes. Stallone's it. like cutting to all the different shots. He's like, "You know what? We need one real quick of Duke just nodding <laughs> at me." All right, let's do it. Okay, this is the insert of Duke nodding. Okay, action, Duke nod. Cut. <laughs> Really nice work. Let's go to lunch. (laughs) We don't have to do 17 or 18? No, no, no. We got it. We may not even use it. Um, Yeah, that's mine. What do you guys got? So mine is... God, it's between two of them. I think... Even though I love the beginning of No Easy Way Out, yeah. I'm going to have to go when he's on top of the mountain and he yells Drago. It oh, almost, oh, it almost sounds so incoherent. Great. You think yeah. he might just be saying like, Aah! well, the first, the first one's completely incoherent. Yeah. They probably were like in the helicopter, say it again, we can't understand you. <laughs> that is, that's an awesome one. That's yeah, an awesome Drago. Point. I find myself just saying that at certain times. Oh, yeah. totally. Just so you, someone dro- cut me off in a car instead of cursing him out and say, Drago! Like, what is that all about? Like, I'm not going to mess with that guy. <laughs> and it's a Jay Cutler touchdown. Drago! <laughs> See, I'll get that on the show this week. Okay. Yeah, just watch. I will. Uh, yeah. Jason, right. what do you got? Fistman, now this is, it's. I don't know. I just remember back to what really got me going. So when I saw it, I was a kid. Yeah. But it's when Rocky hits Drago with the first big punch. And he yeah. cuts him. Yeah. And you hear he's cut. The Russian is cut. And not only did he, but they had to show it in slow motion. Yeah. yeah. And the look on Drago's face, he's like, what just happened it. to me? He was like, oh, Rocky's going to win. Oh, my. Spoiler alert. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Rocky's <laughs> going to win. Like, I totally didn't think he was yeah. going to win. The Russian bleeds. Yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's just got that fist cocked. I'm going, oh, my God. He's going to hit him and kill him like he killed Apollo. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and he's going to get that. He's gonna, but no. But then he cuts him. It's like, whoa. That changes the momentum. Yeah. It's like throwing a pick six. It changes yeah. it all. So it's literally one of those, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah. <laughs> total. Total. So pissed. <laughs> And the beauty of these things is, like, we talk about Rocky Four, and we talk about how silly a lot of it is. Like, it's so cliche, we reference it, we love it. Yeah. But, like, in, in like, the, what is it, 85? In yeah. 85, this was, like, groundbreaking stuff. This was the beginning stuff. of the cliches. Like, we love, we love Warrior with Tom Hardy. It's, like, one of our favorite movies. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a very modern fighting movie. It's done extremely well. But this movie's so old compared to that movie. I have to think Warrior probably stole so much from this movie. I mean, it's the same thing as we talk about when we, do, when we did Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's like, these things that are so cliche... No, these this is where the creation of the like, cliche. That this was is where they started. Yeah. That was the one. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So it's yeah, this is like the the this is like the beginning of like the big sort of blockbuster fighting movie where like Rocky was a drama. Mm-hmm. Rocky two was a drama. Rocky three was almost Rocky Four. Rocky Four is like the straight up like yeah. blockbuster 
fighting movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, completely yeah, guilty pleasure movie. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's the best one. It's like if mm-hmm. you were ranking the movies, Rocky IV is the one you would watch over and over. Like if you're one I sitting home on a Friday night, night yeah. if you see Rocky on, you're like, eh, maybe I'll watch, maybe I won't. Rocky two, maybe I will. Rocky three, okay, yeah. if it's a good scene with Mr. T. But Rocky exactly. four, it's like, oh no, I'm in. It's yeah, I'm no in matter what. The rest yeah. Of the movie. yeah. Oh, and totally. Um, all right, so we have a nu- like we're adding all kinds of new I stuff know. to the show we're right now. Break them up or something. Yeah, we're gonna get into star profiles in just a minute, but this is a very special one. And you referenced No Easy Way Out. Can we queue up No Easy Way Out just so the audience kind of knows? what the song is because this is a good kickoff point for me uh, uh, this is the song that plays when like Adrian's like you'll lose you can't win and starts playing this and it's just like the flashback moment mm-hmm. all like Dolph looking angry just like the, when the you're, nightmares yeah, it's you're, a Dolph nightmare if you like if you, Dolph is like your bully in your high school like that's what <laughs> yeah. you see when you're dreaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> the angry drive this is the angry drive where yeah, Rocky is very thinks about drive. his whole life yeah. Robert Tepper's greatest work <laughs> yeah and this was also a top 40 hit this yeah. is like I think that this is like three top 40 hits maybe but I know this was a top 40 hit positively well so. this whole movie is like you know, let's find a way to get from this song to this song and this song to this song and this, it's like Purple Rain. Like yeah. I said, oh, let's try to weave this all together with a plot and have the songs, you know, dotted along the way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely what it is. So this will, this, that's enough of that song for now. So this is going to cue us into what I think, I think several of our thesis statements are related to songs, right? Uh, no. Okay, mine is yours? My thesis statement related to a song. Oh, uh, maybe I'm the no, only one. Not. Oh, all right. Well, I jumped the gun. <laughs> just wanted to hear the song. You can tell us. We're going to play it again later, guys. But I wanted to hear it once. So uh, Hi, this is ben called... Hi, Santa Monica. Can you play <laughs> The Easy Way Out? God damn it. it. to Christine. So the same is... kid that used to bother me in the video store. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, have you, but have you seen Point Break? Yes, I've seen Point Break. Have you seen Bridget Jones' Diary? I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I need to go. Uh, yeah, so thesis statements. Um Yours is about the song, music, huh? Well, so it's actually, I kind of sold it with my tagline. So okay. thesis statement, this is the part of the show where you come up with like a really strong idea about the movie. This is sort of, and we were alluding to it with how great this movie is. It's the ultimate guilty movie pleasure mm-hmm. sort of. But um, it's your strong idea about the movie. It's the thing that really you believe about this movie more than anything else, and you can defend it. Uh, it shouldn't be loose. shouldn't be this is my favorite this, or this is one of the best times this ever happened. It's like one of the top three this, or the first time this ever happened. Right. You know. So that's kind of the way this works. Again, if you have one of these, let us know. Your thesis statements are always very interesting. Um, mine is that... So strong you're looking wow, for it on your paper. pay him a lot for this. <laughs> I'm going to hold off on mine, and I'm going to kick it over to Andrew. <laughs> and you're on. Wait, you're on. Go, go. Am I on? Am I, are we live? You're on okay, uh, Bye. Uh, We're live? I, I don't Okay, so for me, know. honestly, this, this movie, for me, my thesis is that this is the number one greatest action movie that is not an action movie. At all. There are two fights in this movie that both last about... Three minutes and then five minutes, respectively. Yeah, that's it. The rest is no other action. It's just music and like cuts to people's faces. Yeah, and then like really quick like things where you're like, I really don't want to hear you guys talk. Just play the next song. Right. You know, this is there's no action in this movie, but it's on our show, and it feels exactly like all those action movies that you love. And it's because of the way that they build everything. It's a revenge story yeah. and the tone and like, yeah. So for me, greatest non-action action movie ever. I'll jump on the back of that, remembering mine now. And it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, need so to... I like how you said it's so strong. You can't debate you it. Can't, it's something yeah, so gonna... and I got. I need to learn me, how to write. Me, I can't write, <laughs> so let, I just uh... let me come up with it. It's all in here. <laughs> this is the greatest movie soundtrack in the history of film, not composed originally for the film. I thought you changed yours because I knew what yours was. You could have just asked me. Were they the greatest soundtrack? Your thesis. Yeah, you, I literally said it like so many times. 
It's the greatest soundtrack in the history of film. Not composed like so, like Interstellar right. stuff like that. Right? That doesn't yeah, count. No, not like okay. yeah, not, not like, like Howard Score, James Horner yeah. type thing. Yeah, it's like a non-score, but it's yeah. the greatest film soundtrack non-score ever. That's my. Yeah. That's my. Okay, I like it's that. great. I would. I have two that I always default to. Okay. I defo- well, Purple Rain was actually done, like we mentioned, Purple yeah, Rain again. Yeah. But uh, Lost Boys, okay, it's very good. Yes. And Less Than Zero, Less which than zero. I think I was one of fifteen people who saw the movie. I was gonna say I don't know that movie. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., yeah, yeah. Andrew McCarthy, Jamie. Oh Gers, yeah, no, they're don't all. Remember it. They're all high schools, and they're all they're high school kids who are all privileged, and they you know, there's this love triangle, right. and there's drugs involved, right. and, and the movie is just messy and all over the place. But the soundtrack is incredibly good. I listen to it all the time. I go, I know it'd be. Oh, it starts out with Rock and Demony, the Boogie Woogie Flu. Then it's got Roy Orbison. <laughs> then it's Poison doing Rock and Roll All Night. Then it's LL Cool J. And then it's Love Danzig. It. And then it's the Bangles. It's you know, so that's what I default to. But this is right there. I agree. This is a good one. It's up there. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's yours? Uh, my statement is this: There has never been a better athlete turned actor in the history of film than Carl Weathers. And Rocky IV cements it with the scene when he starts telling him how tough it is. Just that quick scene right. when Rocky's telling him, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he gives him that look that just, you can tell, I don't have anything left. Right. You know, I was a boxer my whole life. And, you know, obviously it's four movies that build towards this, but he shows up right away and is an incredible villain. And in a movie that's about a hero, it's only as good as the villain. And he comes in right away. And yeah. he's charismatic, and you hate him, and he's cocky, and he's arrogant. And you see his character go through four movies and suddenly it goes from he's the enemy we hate him to wait now he's going to help Rocky and Rocky spoiler alert he's going to help Rocky and now he's a good guy and then he dies oh my god and I feel so awful yeah you know you think about all these you know athletes that are, that are acting and, and doing yeah. things and he's really been because you never questioned how good he was I didn't no. even know like when I started saw Predator for the first time which is like that's to me Dutch is the role that I always remember I know Apollo's way more iconic but or not Dutch uh, but in, in Predator anyway is my point yeah. and I didn't even know that he was a football player until I was older. I just assumed Carl Weathers was an actor. He's Action Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Action Jackson, Predator, you know, Apollo Creed. You just figure, like, that guy's great. He was born to be an actor. Right. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a then great... Then they have that big, the muscle, hey, good job. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what's the matter? The CIA, have you pushing with your pencils? You think he's off? Take it easy on your tap, man. Um, anyway. This fucking tie business. This fucking tie business. <laughs> That's good. I actually really like that. Yeah, that's really Very good. good. It's well thought out. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time on that, man. Oh, that's all right. Um, well, and I remembered it, so that was good. That was good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know. Did you know mine too? If I, I, you I would not. It? You haven't been yelling it at me all week. So. <laughs> Drew, well, I know it's three in the morning. I freeze Best up. Soundtrack. <laughs> I freeze up at the moment. There's a very particular song. We're later in the show going to get into our top five soundtrack songs from yeah. Rocky Four. We're not going to get that quite yet. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the star profiles, kind of where these guys were when they made the movie, who made the movie, and all that. Uh, this is definitely one of those ones where you know Stallone's so heavily involved with the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same people as the earlier ones. There's not as many people involved. Like there's only four producers. It's kind of interesting. So we'll start with Stallone. Uh, this is the same year as First Blood Part Two. Yeah, this was a this was his biggest year ever. One I would I would argue one of the biggest years ever for an action star. Yeah, his two big highest grossing movies ever, three hundred million dollars each in eighty five. In eighty five, yeah. yeah, like adjusted. So that's like uh, that's over half a billion each, easy. Like yeah. so we're talking like six hundred plus million. Came out the same year, and he directed this one, like, yeah, and wrote it. Unbelievable. Uh, so this is this is uh, same year as First World Part Two. Ryan Stone, Ryan was the Stone year before. also made three hundred million dollars. <laughs> Not <laughs> said no one ever. 
uh, with Dolly Parton. Have you guys seen that movie? Rhinestone? Oh, a long time ago yeah. once. Yeah, I've never, never seen it. Never seen it. I've seen bits of it on cable here and there. It's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Um, I like. I, I don't have the courage to turn on the sound. <laughs> it's like when HBO first started, they had like five movies. Rhinestone was on. It's like oh, same with Urban Cowboy. It's like it. when you were oh, a kid. Yeah. And there's like that that static TV. You're like trying to watch porn on it. Ben thought that's what it was, but it was actually <laughs> just Rhinestone and Dolly Parton's <laughs> Rhinestone. <laughs> I wonder what, like, yeah, never mind, I'm not gonna say that. Um, and then First Blood in 82, which is uh, underrated in people's minds because they associate it with the other Rambo movies, mm-hmm. but it's a very different movie. First Absolutely. Blood. First Blood's like a real drama. He wrote all of these these movies, too, yeah. right? Like, all the Rambos I and think the Rock. Yeah, yeah. So, the, like, this dude, like, a lot of people don't give him as much respect as he deserves. Yeah. I mean, his writing isn't great by any means, but it's it serves its purpose. It's like just enough, it's right? It's just enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> just good enough. <laughs> and it's also just good enough to where people like James Cameron, who worked on First Blood Part 2, were like, I only wrote this part and none of this other part. I want nothing to do with that. My name is not on that. There's the one really good line in First Blood Part 2, though, right? It's the expendable line. Expendable's yeah. like, when you get invited to a party, you don't show up, nobody cares if you show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she says, Rambo, you're not expendable. That's great. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. I think well, we need to reshoot that scene with the two of you. <laughs> no, and then there's the Richard, the Richard Crenna line at the end when he tells Brian Denny, you go after John Rambo, you got to remember one thing. What's that? A lot of body bags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome good. Was that? So Dude, good. There's your first blood, not me. Um, <laughs> no, first blood's fantastic. Like it's I almost feel like good. first blood. I don't know if we could do it on the show because it's like kind of low budge and it's like yeah, pretty I mean, dramatic. Like he we, shoots we up a town. Do, uh, we wouldn't do yeah. Alien on the show. Yeah, right. It's a good point. Yeah, Alien's more of a horror movie, but it has action. It's kind of the same with First Blood. First Blood Part Two, on the other hand, again, Done. it's tone. We did First Blood Part Two actually on the show. Yeah. It was one of our first episodes. It's, it's going big right now. It's yeah. doing really well. Yeah, it's soaring. Uh, it's we did it with JT and Finstock from the Schmoes Nose Network. If you guys want to check that episode out, shameless plug. Let's talk about Carl Weathers, the yeah, greatest we... athlete turned actor of all time. I think I totally agree with you. By the way, Over the Rock. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I would disagree. I love The Rock. God, it's hard though. I guess they probably neither one of them was that spectacular in their professional sports career. Well, you got to remember that The Rock's professional sports career was in the WWF. Yeah, which he was true. incredibly successful. He was, just played for Miami. That's what I was know? thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that is a really good point. I'll have to think about that. But uh, nonetheless, one of the best. One right. of the best. I'll yeah. agree with you. No, Rock. I mean, the scene would really get me with him when I was like, okay, here's another guy I turned out. But when he was in Be Cool and he does the whole, yeah, like, uh-huh. so I like good. to do a monologue from the movie Bring It On. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. This he is awesome. slays it. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> also, in The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, yeah. he has some wonderful scenes. <laughs> Very one, good. one of my God favorites. damn it, let me finish. God damn it, let me finish. <laughs> Tuesday night at Taco Night at Rikers Island. Um, all right, so let's talk Weathers. Yeah, we Ro- did Weathers because Lundgren had only been in one other movie. Yeah, one film. Ever. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I know his story correctly. Lundgren was uh, his girlfriend. Like he, she got him a job as a bouncer, and he ended up meeting a producer, which got him an audition for this movie because A View to Kill from '85 was his other movie, right. same year. And I think he's a very small part. Could you imagine this dude walking into auditions for like looking for a Russian superhero, essentially boxer, and this guy walks in? Yeah, like, holy shit! His, yeah, you got it. His career like was like pretty particular because like he he blew up with this movie, but he has like almost no lines in this movie, no. and the few scenes that he has to show emotion, he's pretty much god awful in this movie <laughs> and so then he ended up with like masters of the universe playing he-man and yeah. he ended up in the punisher and like just not good oh like, don't forget universal soldier with van damme yeah, that yeah. was such a big deal when it was because that was van damme it just started the Lionheart, all those action movies right and now suddenly whoa van damme they're in the same movie and oh Dolph. my god and right Dolph. yeah that was great yeah it's big time um 
I actually got to interview Dolph fairly recently on a press junket for his movie that came out this year, Skin Trade. Uh, and he keeps himself in great shape. Like he was, he looked pretty good for his age. I would say I, I was impressed. But definitely, I asked him a question about what was it like playing an action figure in, in Master of the Universe. Like you know, you see these movies now where all these superheroes, it's like incredible. You're watching these guys fly around. It looked absolutely real. Right. And you know, Master of the Universe was, eh. <laughs> and he was like, eh. and he was just kind of like, it was interesting playing an action figure. Uh, next question. This <laughs> is like didn't really give me much. <laughs> well, you would think how many how many questions has he ever gotten about right. Masters of the Universe? Yeah. You think oh, all right, sure, let's talk about that. No, yeah, move on. Yeah, he just wasn't interested. So it's like uh, talking to Cusack about uh about yeah. Con Air. And yeah, same deal. I just <laughs> talked to Cusack last week about Con Air, and I was thinking, I'm thinking, here's a Spike Lee movie. He's Security. Gonna, he's going. I was like, if I give him a question about Con Air, that'll be so great. He just looked at me and he was like, it's a different animal. <laughs> I was like, all right. I will kill you. I guess we don't want to talk about that movie. Uh, let's move on. So, uh, yeah, Weathers, 82, he does Rocky 3. Mm-hmm. 81, he's in Death Hunt, which I've never seen. Have you seen Death Hunt? No. Sounds sweet. That. It sounds fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, read the box. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, like, what's the, what's the tagline for Death Hunt, I wonder? Feel good movie of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Two men hunting for death in Death Hunt. <laughs> Mortal Kombat never tasted so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Rocky II in 79. So so really, Weathers is one of these guys who benefits from one great character. Yeah. That, that's, at the end of the day, Action Jackson is like, it's fine, it's forgettable. And then, But he is fucking fantastic as Dylan in Predator. Yeah, he's great in Predator, but he's... The, he's what's, there's a movie coming out. It's called Creed. Yep. You know, and everyone knows who that is because of this guy. Yeah. And I can't... I mean, that's the reason we did this uh, movie this week on the show is because, you know, we know Creed's coming out and... And it sounds like it's incredible. That's what I, I keep hearing. I keep hearing it's amazing. Yeah. And I and honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, sweet, Rocky Balboa again, and it's going to be just as bad. Right. Because that one came out in, what, 2006? Something, Something like that, like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which we were talking about. It's a funny movie, because like, I saw Balboa once. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that much about it. I remember walking out of it thinking that was pretty good, and the reviews on it are very solid. Yeah. Like, people like that movie, but I think some for some reason at that moment, maybe because Expendables was around the same time, people were like... Uh, all Van Damme is, or all Stallone is trying to do is revive his career here by right. resurrecting these old properties. So people didn't really want to see it. I think I got quickly forgotten. Whereas this movie seems like there's a lot of hype. Michael B. Jordan yeah. seems like he's somebody people want to get behind him. Oh, he's been in The Wire. He's been in yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. He's yeah. been in you know some of the most iconic TV shows of the last ten. Fantastic years. Four. Anybody? Ooh. He was great in Fruitvale <laughs> Station. He was really good yeah. in Fruitvale no, Station. He's very good. He's a very good actor, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see. It. I agree. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, Weathers his. <laughs> Oh, we're forgetting one incredible character. Oh, playing himself in Arrested Development. Oh, no, 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 no. Chubbs. Well, that is very good. But Chubbs. Yeah. Goddamn Malachite. Bit, bit my, my hand, hand off. off. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, be a damn fool, Happy. Uh, yeah. That movie's amazing. That but, is, actually, that's his greatest role right now. I yeah. think I, I we watched Happy Gilmore last year again, and it, we watched his kids, obviously, and we were yeah. thinking this. I'm sure it's aged a little bit. It's probably not as funny. Every bit is funny. Not even a little bit has it aged. Happy Gilmore was funnier now than it was then. You got a Pepsi? Yeah. Oh, and uh, Miss? Diet? Diet? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Weathers is such a good part of that yeah, movie. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he so comes good. out of nowhere. And he yeah. dies like, oh. in that movie, too. It's okay. Things Spoiler alert. Yeah, Thanks, man. <laughs> Things made of woods. Real sturdy. <laughs> Maybe that's Semi- the <laughs> I gotta die in every movie. That's my thing. That's yeah, my Everybody just... knows. <laughs> What's he say? He's oh like, they wouldn't, let me play. they wouldn't let me play football. Oh, I'm sorry, because you're black. <laughs> Goddamn alligator bit my hand off. Oh my god. Uh, all right, anyway, so that's Weathers. That's his career. Pretty amazing. So, uh, 
Yeah, there's. Uh, you want to you want to jump in? I know it looks like you. I think you did the stuff. I didn't do it. I don't have, actually I have no idea where we're even. What are we doing now, man? Brigitte Nielsen's career. <laughs> I was just like talking about production development. There was like some discrepancy over the uh, some of the scenes and some of the writing. Yeah. Well, so what happened is uh, during this during the filming of this, um, S- S- Stallone is I, he kind of wanted to go method with the whole thing with the fights. <laughs> yeah. Until he actually did it. Right. And he got his ass. Realizing that kicked. he was 10 inches. Like, it was and 50 so pounds. bad. <laughs> right here. Uh, would engage in legitimate sparring. So, one particular forceful Lundgren punch to Sloan's chest slammed his heart against his breastbone, causing his heart to swell. And then Sloan, he suffered from labored breathing and blood pressure over 200 and was flown out off of set. And he had to spend a few days in the ICU because. One punch from this dude in this chest just, like, ruined his life. Like, how it should have been in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so after that, he kind of told him, he's like, you got to calm down. But it was also because Weathers, even though Weathers is only in this movie for, like, 25 minutes, he threatened to walk off set and quit. Because there's that scene when they're 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 sparring and he throws him across throws the ring right and he runs into and the he, ring. He's like yeah. catches himself. Yeah, he was Weathers lost it. He was yeah. livid. He couldn't. He was like, this is bullshit. Like this is amateur. Like I'm an actor. He called his agent. He's like, I'm done. I'm quitting the movie. Like what is happening? Yeah. And I understand it. Like you don't sign up to get your ass kicked by Dolph Lundgren. by Dolph Lundgren as an actor. <laughs> but it's a Rocky movie. I don't know. It just it's it's it was it's cool though. I, I really like they tried to do it, but then it was too much. And Stallone to this day still says he's like. That dude was in good enough physical form to be a heavyweight boxer at that time. Dolph. Dolph. Yeah. Yeah. The sh- the picture I want to see is the picture of, like, Stallone with, like, the bandage on his chest sitting in the hospital bed being like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Great, the, like, great take. I'm all good. Yeah. I'm good, guys. Let's get back to work. It People was, would wonder, was this part of the movie? No, it's not part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Rocky's yeah. dead? No, in real life? No, Mickey died. No, no, Apollo died. No, but Rocky... No, okay, but Rocky's almost dead in real life. <laughs> Oh, so the script development was the subject of a famous copyright loss. Oh, all right, this is the thing about with him and Anderson. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a copyright lawsuit because Stallone developed Rocky one through three, uh, and he couldn't un- he couldn't enforce his unauthorized story extension against the owner of the character's copyrights written by the other guy. So there was a lot of discrepancy going into this movie, but obviously because three had been so successful, they weren't mm-hmm. going to let it go. So uh, they insisted Stallone. I suppose did he win? He won. I mean, I'm sure he had to have. They yeah, made well, the movie. Yeah. I just wanted to change the script, maybe. On spec by treatment. Anyway, this is something we should be committed to memory. I was going to say, this should be something we should know already. Yeah, well, you know. Just we, don't talk about it. We do a lot of prepping. Just don't talk about we it. We just don't talk about it, man. We just move on. Stallone but. wrote the movie. <laughs> Stallone. It went well. Do any of you guys really watch the film for us to be like, there's a producer named this, and he did this? You just want us to hear me like, the fist bump moment is when Duke's like, no. <laughs> Which is no one else's. Brockman said it was his fist pump moment, mm-hmm. so alright, whatever. Uh, yeah, and he also directed this movie, and he'd already written 1, 2, 3, and 4, as well as Rambo 1 and 2. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just another Stallone project. This is what this guy did in the 80s. He just, he owned the entire thing. He'd write, direct, and star yeah. in, and... What's funny, right, because you talk about, there's the conversation that always happens, Stallone versus Schwarzenegger. But yeah. what it really comes down to is that it's like, Stallone had two properties... And that's his whole career, since. Yeah. Like, he was in some other stuff, but, like, he's just... It's Rocky and Rambo. Well, and they're also, like, such different beasts. Like, there's no way Schwarzenegger could direct and write a movie. No. In the 80s. He could maybe do it now. I wonder what it would have looked like. <laughs> it would have looked real good. <laughs> I bet. would have looked incredible. 
it would have been like just like pumping iron the scripted movie right <laughs> and you're leaving out Cobra don't forget Cobra yeah you're, uh, you're the disease I'm the cure yeah. that was a pretty good tag that is a good line the classic the classic Cobra stories that the original what was it the original screenplay for Beverly Hills Cop was bought and then changed so many times that it became Cobra <laughs> and then they just made the original screenplay for Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> yeah that's like the famous story that's a good one <laughs> yeah Hollywood for you yeah so um, anyway Robert Chardoff and Irvin Winkler they're like the main producers mm-hmm. in this movie. there's four producers listed but these are like the, the big heavy hitters um, basically so Winkler's the guy Chardoff was kind of like his partner for the most part Chardoff actually passed away this year um, didn't get to see Creed come out and he was producing Creed so, oh yeah, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but Winkler, they've been nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards. Obviously, they won the Academy Award for Rocky. They did all the Rocky movies, ton of other stuff. Wolf of Wall Street, most recently. Hmm. So, very, very successful. And Winkler continues to produce. So he's a he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, kind of involved in this one. I mean, and, and these guys producing these movies, as you can tell, they were incredibly successful. As we get into the critical and box office here. Uh, so this movie was made by United Artists, and um, I, I always see the MGM thing, though, and it always throws me off, because right. it just like, sticks with me so much as a kid, because I love that line roaring, man. I mean, of course. It me so pumped for Rocky. <laughs> yeah. And Annie. Yeah. What? I just think that's the only two movies I can remember that. Anyway. You wait till the third roar of the lion, then you start Wizard of Oz, and you start the dark side of the moon, it all lines up, man. Third roar of the lion. Wait for the third roar of the lion, you'll see Orleans Dark. Orleans Dark on the hill. <laughs> All right, so this movie was made by United Artists. It cost $28 million to make, which is, you know, it was probably like a decent-sized budget back in 85, especially for yeah. a movie like this. I mean, it is crazy when you consider that 85 and 91, it's only six years apart, and $100 mm-hmm. million dollars got spent on T2. Like, yeah. that always blows my mind how much money that costs to make. I, I, I still cannot get over, like, the fact that Looper cost $40 million. Like, any time we do stuff like this, and you yeah. see that a movie was made for 28 in the 85, and, yeah. like, you'll be able to make that movie now with $40 million. five years later. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Uh, but this movie was massively successful. I mean, and it, it, it is it is a Christmas movie. It's a holiday movie. Yeah, you don't. I don't really ever think of it like that. But it came out in November, like the end of November, so it was like hitting its stride uh, during Christmas, and it made 127 million dollars domestic and 172 worldwide. Which is that thing that we talk about with these guys and these characters. Yeah. They become massive all over the world and they end up doing better everywhere else than they do here. Totally. It makes sense. We're just one country as opposed to hundreds. But yeah, Rocky was just yeah. He was the thing. Hundred percent, and, and it takes place on Christmas Day, so it technically is yeah. a Christmas movie. Absolutely. So the question becomes then: What's the better Christmas movie, Die Hard or Rocky Four? It's a tough one. I'd have to say a better Christmas movie is Die Hard, but yeah. I like watching Rocky Four more. It feels because yeah. like, Die Hard feels so Christmassy to me. Well, we're going to edge that out actually at the end because we're going to do our ranking. We are, yeah, actually. So we won't even get to that until we get to the end of the episode. Oh, spoiler right. alert! Yeah. So yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert! This movie opened number one at nineteen point nine million, and these were his two biggest movies he ever made: was Rock, uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Can Rocky. You imagine IV. being that guy. Like, let's like the year happens. Eighty six rolls around. It's March. You know, spring's coming right. around. You're just walking around in a silk sweater, sweet aviators. You're thinking. My movie's made six. Why are you wearing a mil- silk sweater? I don't know, because it's Stallone. That's what he would have done in the 80s. And it's March. It's still warm out here. Yeah, that's what he would have done in the 80s. Can't you imagine, like, a purple silk sweater? I can imagine you doing this. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking if I were Stallone in 86. But he's $600 million. Yeah. 86. is insane. He's probably... Bro- I- he would have bought an island. I would have bought an island. I would have bought one island. I would have bought a lot of silk sweaters. <laughs> yeah, <you would> have. <laughs> Only one pair of aviators. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Just keep going. Yeah, so this movie, uh, critical reception, got a 6.7 on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it wasn't quite as successful. No, and Balboa has higher ratings yeah, than this movie all, on Tomatoes. Balboa has higher ratings than, than this movie across the board, even on IMDb it's and so everything. Crazy. And I get it. This movie isn't that good. 
Like, it's incredible. Yeah. But it's not a good movie. That's why it's our genre. It's exactly. so indicative of this show. Yeah. It's exactly what we do on this show. This show is so much more about the way this movie feels than it is yeah. about, like, the Bourne Identity being a good movie. Because, like, like we said, we don't do bad movies on this show. We no. will never do a bad movie other than the fucking taking a Pelham 1 through Don't you say it! <laughs> but the Somehow original been, was so good. I yeah. don't know why. I mean, they remade it. I'm like, oh, that's going to be awful. Yeah. Taking a Pelham? Yeah. yeah. The original. I remember uh, seeing that when I was a kid going, this movie is incredible. Mom! She was, oh, yeah, this movie came out, like, 15 I years ago. I think like, that oh. the new one is pretty Fucking awesome! I think it holds up pretty fucking well. No, it does not. It's not good. Uh, and so you go in here. We talk, we got Richard Shekel Shekel uh, from Time Magazine. He says uh, padded with clips from earlier Rocky pictures, which is hilarious because there is about like twenty minutes of footage. We from were other joking. Movies. We were like, we're still like, uh, we're about seventeen minutes shag. We just put some more flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. uh, get those guys from Touch to make that song. We'll do another. <laughs> so padded with clips from earlier Rocky pictures, adding nothing to his mythic, let alone human dimensions. It lacks even the primitive suspense and crude capacity to release underdog emotions, which is true because Rocky's always been <laughs> the underdog uh, that permitted its predecessors to conquer one's better judgment. He's like the man's the man version of Superman. It's like he, he has to win by trying. Yeah. really really hard instead of just trying hard but in this movie there's like none of that it's just a revenge story it's a revenge story he's not the underdog you know he's gonna win everyone knows he's gonna win you can't I, end I the know. movie I with nervous, him losing though. I was yeah. nervous what like, that's be- what I loved about 3 well because he doesn't win in 1 so you don't know right, right? Yeah. But, but at this point you have to Like right. in 3 he loses once and then he tries harder and we wins we can't lose to Russia you can't lose to Russia no. not at this time no and, they, and that was they took a huge I mean they were taking advantage of the Cold War at it's hottest time I mean, that was that was the same time WWE had the whole Hacksaw Jim Duggan Nikolai Volkov when he oh, would sing yeah. the Russian National Anthem before and people would go crazy right. for it and I remember seeing the, the trailer for Rocky 4 when it first came out the first small team and you know I'm in the movie theater scene and it's just like this shot of the feet of Dolph Lundgren who is ready like he's ready to box and it's just a slow pan up in here my name is Ivan Drago I am the greatest fighter in the world and he gets up to his face and here soon I fight Rocky Balboa and everyone will know my name and then everybody in the theater goes what you son of a right. and he's screaming and goes oh Rocky IV is coming out soon people were nuts for it that's of that. amazing yeah I, I can't imagine I can't imagine it's like it's so rare like in this day and age we get that kind of reaction like that actual ovation in a theater yeah yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking when we did Aliens on the show. Uh, our, our guest, our buddy from Joe Blow, was doing the same thing. He was saying, like, you were in the theater and, like, you saw the queen. There was, like, a total get away from the you bitch. It was, like, people got up and cheered. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't really happen in movies nowadays. Like, Furious 7 or a movie like that where it's franchised and it's kind of ridiculous. I feel like people get pretty into it. Most of the time, it's just not. I know. I feel like I'm not that cool because, like, if I were to go back in time, I just want to go watch a bunch of movie premieres. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe hit on Diane Lane. Don't you say and that. And invest in Microsoft. About Diane Lane. So those are the three things I would do if I go back in time. But I'd definitely go see movies first. Outsiders Diane Lane when she was Cherry? Diane Lane is a saint. She is still Cherry. <laughs> no. uh, so For those who aren't clear, Diane Lane is my... Jen is in love with Diane Lane. It's Diane a problem. Lane. Silk sweaters. Uh, <laughs> so to find a positive review for this movie was pretty damn hard to do. We should have just written one ourselves. <laughs> we, we did probably, actually, our taglines. We should just write reviews ourselves. A, a volcano erupting in testosterone and baby oil. Yeah, your, your review was like a, a thesis yeah. like for a college paper, not like our show. I spent a lot of time on I, it. I saw that. <laughs> uh, so we, we had to pull this this review from Matt's Movies Reviews from Matthew Pe- Pekovic, which is that sounds like a Russian last name. Yeah. Traitor. Uh, he goes, whatever charm and grit there was in the first film is gone, replaced with a glossed up, over-the-top form of 1980s action melodrama, which is thick on the cheese and even thicker on the montages, and this critic loved every minute of it. <laughs> Boom. You know something I was thinking about? So, okay, we talk all the time about how in the 90s, fighting was not like choreographed like it is nowadays, where it's no. all like sweet martial arts. It was like, I'm going to punch you in the face, then you're going to punch me in the face, 
and I'm going to lunge and punch you in the face again. And I'm going to groan this time. Yeah. Like, Harrison Ford is, like, the king of it. Yeah. Like, he's the fucking king of it. That's, like, what he does. This movie is basically that, because, like, it's so unrealistic in the like, punching. The, the punches where your yeah. whole body falls through, yeah. you almost fall over every time. Dolph doesn't even have footwork. He's just punching no, over just and over there. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. the worst, that's the worst boxing strategy. No one's going to fix that for him. You can't just go with your fist yeah. cock like yeah. this. Someone's going to hit you. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. But apparently everybody was so scared of him because he's nine feet tall and he just comes yeah. in like this. You know he's going to kill him. But yeah. I love, I love that like in the eighties and nineties, like the strong male stereotype, like mm-hmm. the strong character that a lot of these like male characters are based on, selfish males who would like fight and drink their problems away. So like <laughs> you know, it's like Stallone is like, I don't care if I die. Like right. I need to go fight it. I got to do it. She's <laughs> like, do it for free, and I'm going to do it in Russia. She's like, you're my husband, and you, your best friend just died fighting this guy. Like you're just going to orphan our children because you're upset. He's like, yes, I'm yeah, going to do, do that. I'm going to go risk my life. She's like, no, you're, this, you're a father. Don't do that. It's ridiculous. He's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And like that's like what these guys did. They punched really hard. They drank a lot, and they fought. They well, it's crazy because of how big MMA and UFC has become, yeah, and like how much of like a fanboy thing it is. Like a like there's a bandwagon that right. came around, and uh, this kind of thing would not sell anymore. No, like even like when we were doing the watch along, people that love the movie, uh, which if you guys haven't seen the movie in a long time, go watch the watch along. We did it yesterday. Um, and uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, um, people wouldn't do it. They wouldn't deal with it. And the whole time in, in chat during the watch line, people were like, "This is the worst boxing fight I've ever seen." But everyone loves it. 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 <laughs> uh, so let's just look at the uh, the box office numbers for a quick second, so we can just sort of see these are the adjusted for inflation. You can see that Rocky One was so remarkably successful, four hundred fifty nine million dollars after adjustment. That's yeah. insane. But when you move down here, and is that just domestic? It's just domestic. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just domestic. We don't do worldwide on these. Because yeah. back in the mid-80s, like the, the worldwide numbers aren't usually as big. The yen wasn't worth as much as it is now. Is that specific? I don't know. Okay. Um, and so, that was also other parts <laughs> of the world. People were going, hey, in 12 months, we're going to get this Rocky Four movie that's out now in the United States. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, you think about something like a Star Wars, which is like super franchised. Obviously, the new movies are going to make as much money overseas as they do here, if not more. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in like 83, I'm sure Star Wars wasn't making anywhere near as much overseas as it's going to make now. Interesting. You know, it's oh, like, well, yeah, as compared yeah. to now. Just like the understanding of a brand internationally. Promoting mm-hmm. a brand internationally was just not as easy to do back then. The internet didn't exist. It was harder. You know, now it's everywhere. Everything's slapped everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh... So you go and you look at these numbers and you can see Rocky and Rambo, First Blood Part 2. But see, with it adjusted, Rocky, the original one, is it just kind of destroys Rocky Four. It does. It really does. And I mean, if you were going to rank the Rocky movies, honestly, even though... Four is my favorite. You have to say one's the best movie. I mean, won an Academy yeah. Award. It's well, like, yeah, one, one, yeah, it's a it's different the, movie. Exactly. Rocky was a story, and then like with Alien, once a movie like that gets so big, it's okay. Now we got to blow it up. It's got to be a blockbuster. Right. Yeah. It's got to be different. And now it's the fourth one, and you always say to yourself, "Well, how good can the fourth one of anything be?" And then you see how good it is. It's got the most rewatchability of every rock of any Rocky movie out there. I mean, that's a huge achievement. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's it's a great guilty pleasure movie that you'll watch. And that's what he went for with the Expendables and Expendables Two and. That worked for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, Demolition Man, look at that interesting film. Interesting preview. Might so, be doing that soon. Um, let's uh, let's let's move on. Yeah, I think past this. Instead of doing ultimate action scene, I suggest we play the training montage and we rank the songs and we do our top five Rocky Four soundtrack right. songs in order. I, I think we all should start with our number five okay. and work work it up to number one. Is yeah, that good yeah, for you yeah, guys? definitely. Okay. I think our number one's all the same. Uh, maybe I. 
I know yours and mine are. I don't know if he has the same one, mm. but it's definitely going to be some some consistency. So let's. Uh, it's called a tease. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell people what's coming up later. All right. So let's get this training montage going, and I'm going to jump in with my number five because it's the perfect moment. Is it the workout theme? It's the training montage. I, it's song. mine too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I had an issue with putting in a song with no words in it because the songs with words, the words are so good. Yeah. Um, and they and they like are perfect for the movie. Right. But the training montage is so sweet. And it's, yeah, you have to, to make this one of the five, like, you have to kick out some important songs. Yeah. Which is really hard to do, because this is the greatest soundtrack in the history of movies. So, <laughs> um, but, like, this is such a good, I mean, let's just focus on it for a second. All I can, <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> shut up, so I can enjoy this. When it starts, though, and, like, the bass kicks in, all I can think about is what if they had made a porn out of this? Yeah. Because it really sounds like that. Ladies, Ben needs a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> or an Enya song. Either one. No, you just wait. You just wait, Jess. You're going to hear it, and you're going to start imagining this, and you'll close your eyes, and you'll be like, oh my god, you're so right. Excuse you're me, so uh, right. I'm picturing Ben and Diane Lane, and she's wearing a purple Angora sweater. Yes, I got a call about some plumbing a silk, problems. A silk sweater. Uh, see, I have this higher on my list. Because, oh, really? I mean, you see the beginning of this. This is just, look how barren of a landscape this yeah. is for try to. He's like he's in the middle of nowhere, and all you see is snow, and how is he going right. to get this done? How is he, he, he going to train? Cut yeah. to this, yeah. Here it is. This is what he's like. I'm here to fix your plumbing. <laughs> Oops, it looks like I don't have the right parts. I'm going to have to come back later. <laughs> and what we're going to do is, what we're going to do is, like, the stuff Rocky's going to do. You're going to see Dolph, like, doing the same stuff, except, but, like, you know... Like, look at all this money that you spend. Looks like gizmos and gadgets and shit, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm running in the wall. Look, he's got that. Look, he's all sweaty. <laughs> look, and, you know, I don't do that. I just keep running and look what I'm doing. There's horses for no reason. Bridget's terrifying. Okay, uh, so I'm getting uh, overheated. I'm gonna take my shirt off. <laughs> Jason, let's go with your. Uh, let's, what's your number five? My number five is living in America. Oh, you love the James Brown song because it comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's something that would happen now, like before a Floyd Mayweather fight, right. and before right. the fight. Here's, a, I mean, it's not the national anthem. It's not he's coming. No, it's you know here comes somebody just to do a song, right. and Rocky gets lowered into the ring because he's or, or, yeah. or Apollo gets lowered into the ring because he's above Dolph Lundgren. Dolph's all by himself, and he gets raised up to have to meet the god on the same even level. Yeah. Right. And it's this whole thing, and James Brown is 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 all the dancers they keep cutting back to, and Rocky and Apollo are staring at the dancers before the fight like that would ever really yeah, happen. Right. Yeah. You know? and, and then he finishes, and he puts down, they put the, the coat over me, or the fight's going to start. Yeah. I'm like, now that's how you start a fight. So good. I just want to, I like, and I, James Brown's actually there. I've been I listening love. to the soundtrack yeah. on repeat for the last three weeks, like just trying to decide my top five. I started skipping Living in America. I got sick of it. Oh. But I didn't get sick of the five on my list. So what's your number four? So my number four. Do you have that on your list or did you oh, forget did you to remember it? What? <laughs> I can tell you what Very it is. Very funny, guys. <laughs> uh, no, my number four is Hearts on Fire. <laughs> Mine too. Really? Do we have a very similar list? I must be, except for all my songs appear in the film, yeah, which we'll, is interesting. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so Hearts on Fire is amazing. This song is... Hearts on Fire. It's John Cafferty, right? Hearts on Fire is, yes, John Cafferty. Cafferty. It was his yes. biggest hit. Uh, Since Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, I would say that Hearts on Fire... Ah, it's such a good soundtrack. It's so inspirational. Yeah. Uh, I hear Hearts on Fire and it almost gets me the most pumped up. But then I can say that about almost all of the good songs on the soundtrack. Oh, all this, that's, that's why this movie is so good. Yeah. God, it's such a... Oh, 
fucking good workout sounds. Jason, what you got for four? <laughs> well, I got number four is No Easy Way Out. Oh, Only number four? Really? Well, that's because I have Hearts on Fire higher on my list. Interesting. But, but no, no easy, easy Way Out. Yeah, I got that as number four because that kind of that kind of kicks things off. There's still some songs I like with yeah. deeper meaning. Because as much as I like No Easy Way Out, yeah. it could have been any song. See, that's a six to midnight moment for me. Yeah, that's, no <laughs> easy way. That's my that's my I'm, it's my number one. It's my number one. Yeah, we have the same number one. It's your number four. Get, get out! Just get, get out! At least I knew what my list was. Yeah, right. Andrew, can you uh, line line? <laughs> no, but, right. but I felt like it's a great song and it works well. But yeah. I also yeah. feel like they could have used a bunch of other songs in that spot. It's and, true, and, and it could have worked. I don't know. We're not indestructible. Why are you looking at him like that? I'm saying it's terrifying. It's such a good song. You people um, on audio don't watch video. <laughs> All right. So what's so your four? So what about our three? So my number three is. Uh, it's a burning heart. Oh, you want burning heart? I want burning heart. Number three. That's the one that got kicked off my list. Yeah, it didn't make it because number two is so sweet. No, it's not. Um, what about you? What's your <laughs> no three? number three for me is burning heart. Yeah, ah, there we go. That's when you Boom. first realize. Okay, well now you see that they show the shot of the two Russian guys yeah. breathing the, the you know the, all the cold air out, and you hear yeah. the it's right after Adrian's shown up. Yeah, I'll reference it later for a specific reason. But I love burning heart. The reason I didn't keep it on here is for my later reason. But it was the hardest. It was the hardest one to not include. The hardest thing I've done in my whole life. It's the hardest thing. It's a ninety-eight degrees song. Never mind. Um, what's uh, what's your number? Your number? You didn't say your number three. I have the tiger. Okay, that's fair. It's not actually because it's hardly in the movie yeah, at all. It's, it's not really like the same as in three. It's a Rocky three song, but yeah. it's in the movie. It's on the soundtrack. Most importantly, it's actually on the soundtrack, which is what this is about. Yeah, you mean actually in the movie? It's on the soundtrack. It's <laughs> not what this is about. It's an incredible song. Everybody knows. <laughs> and I it's have two the tiger. different singers for Survivor. Yeah, I two mean, different Survivor songs. Because you had you know the the guy who sang on Eye of the Tiger. Uh, then Survivor becomes this huge band and it's yeah. a big hit and then the guy couldn't sing anymore he had like vocal problems okay. so they replaced him with Jimmy Jameson and yeah. this was like the first big song he sang right. so after nobody even noticed because they sound exactly the same yeah, kind of like yeah. when Journey replaced Steve Perry with that kid right. and it was like oh okay but it's a completely different singer and they went on to have all their success with uh, The Search Is Over High On You I Can't Hold Back all with Jimmy Jameson High On You wow. sweet there's actually another Survivor song uh, Man Against The World on the soundtrack that's also not in the movie um, I don't think it's the yeah it's not in the movie so that's yeah there's like three Survivor songs yeah anything if it's not in the movie it just doesn't count is how I feel well it's, uh, <laughs> if it's on the soundtrack it definitely counts um, so we, that's our we number, number three, three yeah. yeah so Ben uh, you're gonna do your number two last uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go in with my number two which is Eye of the Tiger okay it's, yeah. my, it, it, it's more so for anything of sentimental value it's fantastic because it's only in the movie for just a little bit and I even I remember when we finished watching the first time I was like wait when was it you're like it's the beginning I was like ah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah just for a second right but yeah. it is it's still like Eye of the Tiger kicks off the that's movie really rock well. for me yeah, yeah. 100% I mean if, if you were going to say what is the most famous Rocky song it's, it's the, Eye of the it's Tiger it's the theme and it's Eye of the Tiger yeah it's like absolutely. those two so you have to give it credit where credit's due I'm going with the training montage is number two that's, that's your great. number two you know why because when we started this list we started the training montage yeah. and it's still going and, and we're almost done with sweet. our list yeah. yeah you know I mean it's it's it just it doesn't need any any words no. you know you're just seeing all these things and it's so repetitive yeah and it's like a ten minute scene and everything seems to be the same things over and over but it doesn't matter it at, just keeps building and building at this point I can't imagine where the porno would have gone if it, if it had been going for seven minutes like I I just don't even know it it sounds like so exciting. Ben's never had sex for more than seven minutes in his life. You can't imagine what happens after minute four. I probably would have turned the porno off at this point. I just would have been really intimidated. Well, because usually, well, the other thing Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> that kind of music doesn't build to a climb. It just kind of stays flat right, all the way right. through. Yeah. I wonder if, if those films would be different if you actually had this music built. Oh, okay, it's almost, oh, it's going to end soon. It's going to end soon. 
Oh, really? They're going to cut it out. Have an Oscar. Big shout out. Uh, so Jason's was. Okay, what's yours? Uh, it's a little song I like to call Sweetest Victory. Oh, uh, can you tell me when this plays in the movie? I'm, <laughs> it I'm not doesn't, familiar. actually. It was curated. Oh, here we go. We're going to have to fire our engineer. <laughs> this is a song where on the Wait soundtrack I go, oh, skip. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait for it. Ben's like got his silk sweater on. He's popping his aviators on. Here he goes, here he goes. And he's singing to his poster of Diane Lane. Yeah, all right. Cool. It's number two on the soundtrack for me, guys. This is the... <laughs> Swedish victory? Is that what this is? <laughs> Swedish victory. <laughs> no, it's sweetest victory. It'd be right. better if it was Swedish no, victory. I said sweetest victory. Oh, okay. All right. Just want to make sure. That's when uh, the Swedish fish market outsold the Mike and Ike market. <laughs> yeah. Very clever. Dude. Yeah. Very good, Drew. Yep. Very good. All right. That's my... That's my... I might just move it to number one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, did we all... Did you... He needs to do his number... Uh, I think it's Hearts on Fire. My number one is Hearts on Fire. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, that's the move. That's the song I think of when you think of the movie and you right. think of all the, the training and everything going on it's, it's hearts on fire that, that the the keyboard that just keeps repeating and it just keeps driving and driving and yeah. driving oh yeah hearts on fire and it's yeah. got the, hearts on fire the amazing thing about hearts on fire is it has that incredible like post guitar solo like just like explosion of synthesizers yeah. And, yeah it's like so much going on so 80s and so 80s but it's so exciting and then there's a key change there's a friggin' yeah, key after change. The, after, yeah, it drops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the when anytime that's like a classic '80s trick to make it more exciting in the bath in the last part, and they do it, and it's amazing. So I totally agree. Hearts of Fire is amazing. It's almost as good as Swedish Vic- as Swedish Victory. <laughs> my touch. Uh, which, by the way, which by the way, uh, Stallone was like, we need one more song, so I'm gonna hire right. these guys from Touch to write Swedish <laughs> Victory, and that didn't make the movie because we had the soundtrack. But like it's if you just queue up the whole song, you don't need to play it anymore now. But it's like or ever again. <laughs> Honestly, you could probably delete it from your computer now. But if you're a fan and you want to hear like just what is the most like generic yet like unforgettable hair metal track you've ever heard, it's that song because right. it nobody ever heard of it. But it sounds like it should have been like it's a top perfect. forty classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so that is our top five. Well, yeah, ours songs. is both no easy way out. Oh yeah, it was number one. Yeah, yeah. no easy way. Out. Amazing. It's, it's, it was the first one of the movie I ever heard before I ever saw the movie. When I was like in really into hair metal, and I was I was downloading songs illegally on LimeWire in like two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, and I like too. it came. And it was like Rocky workout montage was like what they called it. Mm-hmm. And it was only a half a version. It was only like a minute and a half long, but it was so sweet, and I was so into it. Uh, and then years later, I found out that it was like you know top forty hit, and it was in Rocky. So love it. Uh, I still love have it. it on that CD that's stuck somewhere. Oh, I got made that made that went off the LimeWire. It's just LimeWire <laughs> best of two thousand one. Yeah. No, I do. I totally do. Um, let's talk about our favorite lines, guys. This is uh, once again a moment in the show where we like to have you guys jump into the show and, and join in and let us know what you think. So if you have a favorite line that is different than our favorite line, you should tweet at us or leave it in the comments. Uh, again, AMA Podcast is the Twitter. Um, Drew, what is your favorite line? I have three. Rocky Four. I'm, I want to go last because I have three. You want to use three lines? I'm going to use three of them. Well, can I? <laughs> I have two. Uh, I can't remember mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is the reason that I didn't use Burning Heart. 
And it's because when he, they, he gets off the plane and he's walking in the snow and he looks around, it's like, two worlds collide, rival nations. Right. I'm like, oh, God, this is sweet. That's my favorite line in the whole movie is two worlds collide, rival nations. It gets me so pumped up. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's again, it's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect for the movie. Amazing. So you, you got sing, one. You sing every song like it's the same. Yeah, he, he does. The same way. Like if you were singing Ethel Merman, you'd do it the same. You should hear him. You'll be swell. You'll be great. <laughs> Baby's got a fast car. We got a fast car. Yeah, you should hear his British accent. It's very good as well. Uh, what are your two favorite lines? All right, my, my two favorite lines, one, because it shows the the just how complicated of a guy Paulie is. You know, he doesn't get that. Is when oh, he is first it? comes in and he's wondering all these things. When he first gets to Russia and he's there with Rocky and he's walking in, he goes, I hope they have my comics here. I'm like, you're a 55 or 60-year-old man <laughs> and you need comic books? Right. Really? If I'm Rocky, I turn around and go, what guy did I bring to the middle of nowhere with me? This is my training staff. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're, you stay up late and watch him yeah. while I sleep. Andrew was telling me, he was like, he was like I mean, Polly's got made. He's freaking. He's got. She's basically got a sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. A sugar daddy. He buys some robots. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Custom cakes. Happy birthday, Polly. Happy birthday, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> she loves me. What can I say? Oh, we did forget the one song none of us referenced. I know. I know. We all like it. Is "Double or Nothing" by Kenny Loggins. It, it's when he, it's when played double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I get a fast double or nothing car. <laughs> My other line is a Duke line, oh, God. and this is the whenever I think of all the all the, the movie, I think of the one line I say more so than ever for any any time that fits is when right after Apollo just gets pummeled by Dragon when he's mm-hmm. going back to the corner of Duke says, "This was supposed to be an exhibition, yes. an so exhibition," good. and so I always say that this was supposed to be an exhibition. Oh, what a great line it was! You know, yeah. that's a li- his Apollo just is dying. He says, "It's supposed to be an exhibition." What's Ooh, the Apollo it. line you always do? Well, the Duke line is was oh, one of my. Face is like so, like I'm like sweating. So that's one of them. My other one is from the same moment, which is Drago's line, which is I think everyone knows this yeah. line is if he dies, he dies. He dies. Yeah, yeah, classic. And then my my favorite is is it's at the end. It's right when after he gets uh, right after he gets cut by Rock. Yeah, and he says uh, he's not human. Well, Why he doesn't say it in English? so yeah. he doesn't have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's not human. He's a piece of iron. Yeah, and I just love it because it's like something crude about the iron and, yeah. and just like him being Russian. I don't know. Of course, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. So those are my those are my three fantastic lines. I love it. <clears throat> Should we uh, move into rankings? Yeah, this Hero is a tough one, man. This yeah. is really tough. Yeah, this is a tough one for me too. So we currently, I mean, God, this is the best. Yeah, this is going to be hard. All right, should we start with uh, Hero Villain Ranking or Best of Worst? This looks like it's Best of Worst. Let's do Best of Worst. Okay, so that, that might be a little easier. All right, so you want to go first? Where do oh, I yeah. put Rocky Four in this lineup? I think i got to put it in front of Born Identity at number Better than 16. Born. Okay. For you? Uh, yeah. But behind Minority Report. But behind Minority Report, because I enjoy watching it more. Yeah, Minority Report. Yeah, even though I love this movie, it's it's not. I don't enjoy it in the same way. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree with you. Um, I think I like it less, less. Oh God, The Patriot's so sweet. It's like my new favorite movie. It's incredible. Ben had never seen The Patriot before last week. We did it really. Show. Yeah, yeah, I'd never watched it. Incredible. Wow. You missed out. Kind of like how I missed out on Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Uh, this is not a real band. They're not going to be around. Uh, they got another album there, and everything. Yeah, and then ten years later, it's wow. They got a best of. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> like I love Rocky Four, but honestly, like I think it's a lot lower than I was expecting. I thought I was going to have Rocky Four way higher, but I think really? I actually put it all the way down at twenty-two. Twenty-two after Speed, in front of John Wick. Yeah, I think so. I get that. 
Do you like that taking a Pelham 123 is higher? <laughs> do you like that mine is th- taking a Pelham 123 is 30th on my list I and do. it will always be the last number? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I noticed that. <laughs> Can't say I was pleased about that. <laughs> All right, and then hero villain rankings. This is tough. I mean, I think that for me, Drago is a better villain than Rocky is a hero in this movie for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, but I still don't know where to put him. Jason, for best or worst, do you, I mean, would you put Rocky IV in your in your top twenty action movies? Oh yeah, I put it. I put it. In my probably my top eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. I would I would have it up there just because of the the you know the rewatchability factor. I see you know yeah. in some more of this like I'd rather watch Rocky Four for the five thousandth time than watch Taking a Fellow One Two Three again yeah. ever. Yeah. Exactly. Did you see Did you see the new one? Did you watch the new film? Of course Taking you did. Fel- yes, I did once, one time, didn't one like, time. You that didn't was like it. it. No, I didn't. Like okay, it. okay. I like the original so much. You know, so like the original so much. You know, that's why we're doing a new one. That's I just feel like you guys maybe have missed something with the movie. I feel it in my fingers. It's a good one. Love it. Actually, it's great. Uh, okay, well, also a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. fantastic <laughs> Christmas movie. So while we're looking at our hero and villains, Jason, do you have a favorite action movie of all time? Uh, favorite action movie of all time is, is Die Hard. Absolutely. And then up at the top, and we, Ben and I were talking about this, is that I love I Am Legend. Really? I thought it was yeah, just was done so too. well. And it's got this... I'm always a big fan of when I can see someone on screen by themselves for a long time, yeah. and mm-hmm. it just goes by like that. Right. Like Tom Hanks in Castaway, when he's yeah. on screen for 70 minutes, and it's just him. Yeah. You yeah. know, Matt Damon in The Martian, the same thing. Not quite to what Tom Hanks was, but you can see that. And, and for so much of this movie, it's just Will Smith, and right. it's just by himself. And they, they cut back and forth and do him favors and, and, and retell the story, but just he, this is probably the best acting he's ever done. Right. You know, and, and the one scene when he when he holds the, the girl's kid, uh-huh. and it's so underrated because it, just this one quick part where he picks up and he's like I'm having contact with a human child and you realize you know that he lost his wife and he lost right. sorry spoiler alert and he lost his kid and, he, and he's holding it and you get just that two seconds of well, I'm like, this is the best thing he's ever done. And I just, right. it was just done so well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, it could have been an extra half hour. You know, the movie, I'm like, I want more, I want more. Have more. you seen Hitch? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take I'll take Kevin James dancing around. Let's move on. Let's move on, guys. <laughs> All right, so I figured out where I want to put Drago. <laughs> uh, it was tough, and Rocky's going to be tough too. But for Drago, I'm going to put him in between Hans Gruber and the Predator at number nine, Very above good. the Predator, because I think he could beat the Predator in a fist of, in a hand to hand combat. Do you think that Dolph could beat the Predator? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Probably not. He's made of iron. He is. Yeah. No, that's Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I like that. That's a good ranking. Yeah. That's a really. This is a hard one. I think uh, the predator would fall victim to if, if if he came at him with a fist <laughs> cock and the predator wouldn't know what to do. Oh man, this is tough. Yeah. I mean, I just. It's like I want to put Drago higher, but I'm looking at these guys. I have to put him over, and it's just I have a hard time putting him over. The Queen Alien, Ivan Karushnov, Commodus. I guess. Yeah. Commodus. I think I put him right the same the same spot you do where he's. Nah, he's ahead of Commodus for me. What? Nah, he's behind Commodus. Nah, he's ahead. How is he ahead of Commodus? Uh, maybe I'm just doing it to piss I you off. I know you are. <laughs> it's working. I'm very upset. I haven't sweat this whole episode. I'm about to. Not to start. <laughs> yeah, that's really tough. It's got to hover right around there. I guess, can I move anybody up or move anybody down? Uh, yeah, I'm going to put him ahead of Commodus. Cool. All right. One so this is my last this. episode of Action Movie Anatomy. Thanks for watching. I'm quitting the show. Um, you can find me on my new show, uh, All About Awesome. All About Action Movies. Yeah. All right. I'm taking about, of Andrew one two three. Yeah. So what, what about so what about uh, what about Rambo or uh, Rocky Four? I don't know where to put him, man. It's tough. It's Rocky really really hard. Yeah. I mean, he's just not like. It's like Rocky's not a great hero. He's like lovable, but he's not. Like, I think I'll put him. 
at 25 and move Ethan Hunt from Ghost Protocol down. Yeah, that's fair. It's like he's like not he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see I think he's higher than that because you you look at some of these guys, you know, that are all okay, they're doing they're doing work and they're, you know, sometimes they're doing it anonymously and they work for the government at the end we disavow all knowledge of the operation. Right. But Rocky has an entire all of America's hopes on his back. And they just, they just watched Apollo Creed, who, depending on how you view the movie, either he was a very well-respected champion or people hated him, but still, he's right. an American. And American just gets killed in the ring. And when right. you go to the guy for a quote, he says, if he dies, he dies. Oh, we've got we to go fight this guy. So now Rocky does it for no money. and On nothing, Christmas. And he, on Christmas in Day. Yeah. In, and so now he's taking all the hopes of the United States with him. we got to win. And now he's in this huge atmosphere where it's, for some reason, the only people at the fight are generals and people in the army and they all stand up for the national anthem and it's all him and they all are rooting against him and that's right. an away game alright I'm moving him I'm moving him to 18 Jason just sold me Whoa, I'm but, going yeah I put him at 15 behind Benjamin Martin um, I love Benjamin Martin in so the Patriot sweet. I was like a really big fan of that yeah. I think he's, he's more memorable than John Wick for me so yeah I had to move him ahead of John Wick that's I pretty much the only discrepancy yeah I'll put him at 15 but all he's right. behind Martin Riggs of the he, Chicago Riggses. Yes, he's definitely okay. behind Riggs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it. That's our, that's our hero villain ranking for the week. We might want to start doing those before we come on the show. Yeah. Maybe. Because it takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode we've ever done, probably. It's good. It's Rocky Four. It deserves it. Yeah, it's true. It does deserve it. Uh, we have one last segment to do before we sign off. A recast. Recast. Yeah. This is a good one. And I'm going to win again. Yeah, I think I So Ben and I are tied one. two and two. We have a thing that we do. We recast every week. And you can tweet at us at our uh, at our AMA Twitter, which is at AMA Podcast, and you can hashtag Master Recaster with yours and uh, whoever you think won out of the three of us. You can all you can always vote for our guest. You can vote for Jason or for me, who <laughs> probably will because mine is perfect. Or you can waste your time and typing on Ben and give him another win. I've won a couple. Um, <laughs> I'm not proud of mine this week, but I'm going to try. Just like Rocky, mine's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. That gets one point. Comic um, timing. I'm just borrowing your Humvee. I'm just borrowing your Humvee. All right. So let's start with Nielsen. Let's really start quick. With... If I was going to recast Adrian, I'd cast Amy Adams. I'm saying it right now. So we're not doing it. We're not. I just it's funny. To... I had Amy Adams on mine as well. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to cut you off. So what you what were you saying? Um, I go. I, this is weird, but for Drago's wife, uh-huh. I went with Ronda Rousey. Because really? I was thinking in a new world where you recast the movie, you made it again. You saw her in Furious 7, yeah, right? Yeah, she was terrifying. Yeah, well, I think that his wife in this movie is kind of terrifying. She is. And I think if Rousey was, if she didn't, like, she didn't, like, do this as much, she just kind of sat in, like, just a dress. That. Like, she wasn't as, like, martial arts, so she just kind of sat in, in her dress and, like, smoked a cigarette and, like, was tough. Mm-hmm. She's kind of tough-seeming. Yeah. I think she could be a really badass wife. That's actually wife. a decent cast. I just, I don't know. Her acting is so bad. Yeah, it's, it's debatable. I don't know if she could pull it off. Because, like, like the, the reason we cast her and not Adrian is because she's does great in this movie. Yeah, she does really. She's very good. Yeah, she's, you are so very good. And we are so very bad. <laughs> she's evil. And she's kind of conniving. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. Rousey might not be able to pull it off, but I was imagining it. I like and that, I, though. And I liked Rousey as the wife. But she might be too tough for whoever you cast... As Drago. Yeah, right? Because, like, boy, you know, Drago's good, but his wife is a lot tougher, and I'd yeah. rather see her fight than Although, him. at the end of Rocky Four, I did say that now he's going to go home and get his ass kicked by his wife because he lost, so... Yeah, he's just going to get executed in the gulag. Yeah, he is. He's um, not a killer. He's a professional fighter. What do you guys have for, for, uh, for Nelson? I went with uh, Christiana Loken. She was in the Terminator movie, Terminator Salvation. She mm. was the bad Terminator. Yeah, yeah, she, oh, yeah. She looks, like, exactly like her. And right. she's intense, but she's still feminine enough. But she was a bad. She was a bad Terminator. She's badass enough to pull Wait, off this wife. Salvation or three? Uh, 
three, I believe. The the one Rise of the, Rise of the Machines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, okay. that one. Yeah, 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 she's hot too. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, she's a little older now, so mm-hmm. she'd probably be like a good wife, wife material. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Cross off Diane Lane. You got Jason. I went with Kate Beckinsale. Really? Oh, I love her. She kind of kicks ass. Yeah. She's yeah. also unlikable because she said a lot of bad things about America during her career. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, if you don't like America that much, make movies in, in Europe. You know, stay there. It's, it's okay. So I think I put my personal feeling yeah. for her in that, okay, I, I already feel a certain way about her. And then she does this role and she can pull it off. She's done stuff like this before. The and she's, she's hot enough. And, yeah, you know, maybe, her. maybe she pulls out a crossbow and a dagger at some point and, you know, does yeah. something. But She doesn't age. She's no. so I love Kate Beckinsale. She's so... F- I didn't know her. what you were going to say right I there. Just I just don't want to curse anymore. Okay. She's fucking hot, okay? Okay, right? She's fucking hot. Okay. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into our weathers. So th- I guess it, this is like a hard thing when you get to weathers and Stallone, because you have to figure at this point, this is Rocky Four. Yeah. So you would have seen three movies already with this relationship, mm-hmm. which makes it very complicated, because you have to imagine, could they have pulled it off? The age, you know, the age is right yep. and all that. Um, I went with Jimon Hunsu. Really? Yeah. I liked him in Jaiman. Uh, Jaiman Honsu. I really liked him in Never Back Down um, as like as a like fighter. Like he's a fight, he's the fighting coach. Did you like that movie? No, but he's believable as a fighting <laughs> coach. He's intense. Yeah, he is. Um, he keeps himself in good shape, mm-hmm. and he's at the right age now that I feel like if you had started making these movies eight nine years ago, he could have pulled off several. He's like of almost them. fifty now, right? He's yeah, gotta be. yeah, exactly. Okay. So if like the first movie he was like his but late thirties, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he's intense. Like, he could have been... Like, in this day and age, again, he, he would have been, like, a likable sort of... He could have been, like, a likable foreigner, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I uh, I pulled out of the stops on this one. I went with, like, a lot of classics. I went with Idris Elba on this one, for sure. Yeah, it's really because, good. Because, yeah, he's an incredible actor. He's got the body type. And then with who I cast as, as uh, uh, Dolph... Yeah. He would still look small compared to him, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to stick with Idris Elba. I think he's a great actor. I think he's got a good body type for it. And, and no one wants to see him die. And he's super likable. He is very likable. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's who I had. I had Idris Elba. There we really? go. Because I also thought, okay, is there a way that I could get Marlo in somewhere? And I could maybe get <laughs> I can maybe get Jimmy in and Bunk. And then I can make it kind of like, you right. know, The Wire. All get these poop. guys could have, have uh, cameos in. Get, right. get Wallace. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Wallace. Spoiler Where Wallace at, String? Poor Wallace. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Such a good. Yeah, but he's not, but and he's also at the point where because look because up, up, Apollo was older at this point he yeah. was way past his prime it was yeah. supposed to be a ceremonial fight and Idris Elba you know as, as you think of him as a young guy but yeah. he's in his mid forties yeah. right you know so yeah. he would definitely have that little bit of a weathered look like, like he could right. pu- he could pull off Bond but he couldn't pull off a fighter like yeah. still you know what I mean totally. like, since they're looking to cast him like that um, Lundgren I went and this is a little tough because he should be younger but I like the casting and it's Alexander Skarsgård uh, from True Blood you think he's big enough. He's pretty tall, super tall dude. I think he's not on a lot of weight. Unless I'm mistaking him with someone else, but I've I've seen him in person. He looked gigantic. Okay, um, he's skinny though. Yeah, and he's a vampire. Yeah, but if you put a lot of weight on, he's got the bone <laughs> no structure. Because he needs to look like the thing about Dolph is he looks kind of evil. Yeah, right. He looks very like robotic and evil. And I think that uh, Skarsgård, he's got the like the bone structure. If you put all the weight on him, I think he could look very evil and menacing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he's in his late thirties now, so this would have had to be like six, seven years ago, right? Like early thirties, he could have pulled it off. But he'd get jacked. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's menacing. He always has his eyes always look tired in True Blood too, so you think he's older than he is. Right, right. Well, he's a vampire. He's you know probably hundreds of years old. Right. Who do, who do you have? I had Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Porzingis, uh, the basketball player? Awesome, yes. He's 7'3". Porzingis. He's young. They have, he has songs. Is he the Latvian Dirk? 
Latvian, and Sean. Oh, he'd be oh, awesome. He's got so the personality. Good. He's got songs about. It. Oh no, he would be a great recast for 2015. Christoph Porzingis. I'm gonna go with my. I just because I know I told you guys both the story already, but it's a funny story. So same interview I was talking about with Cusack for Spike Lee's new movie. Uh-huh. I got to actually talk to Spike Lee for a second, and uh, he's a huge Knicks fan. And so I sat down. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the, and the first question I asked <laughs> right. him was, uh, I was like, all right, look, be honest, because he just he just got a ceremonial Oscar, not a real Oscar, but one for his like his like life's <laughs> work. They, they give it's like an honorary Oscar. It's like you're never going to win one of these. Yeah. But here you go. And then he went up on the podium and he's like, "You guys need to embrace diversity more. I don't. This is ridiculous. Like, thanks for the Oscar, guys, but you know, black people in Hollywood, let's let's work on it." And so I was like, uh, "You just got." Did you tell him that this, this, this doesn't really count, though? No. Did you tell him that? Oh, you didn't. Okay. And I said, uh, "Look, you just got an honorary Oscar. I got one question for you. To be honest." Do you want the Oscar more or to keep Porzingis in New York for a long time? <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, ah, that's a good question. And he's like, like, I'm going to be honest with you, I would trade my Oscar for a Knicks championship in a second. Yeah. In a second, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that I was pretty it. funny. Porzingis. Uh, and who did you go with? Uh, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Okay, so I, I wanted to do uh, Kevin Nash because he he's a, he's plays <laughs> okay, that yeah, guy yeah, yeah. in Pun- Punisher real quick. Uh-huh. He's like a gigantic Russian. But dude, no. Koba. All day. You're going yeah. Kurt Angle. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going Kurt Angle. Yeah. Like, I thought about it. He's perfect. Right. He looks perfect. We've He's talked about it so much. I know. It's so hard. Like, when I thought about the movie, I was like, it's that really relative to Rocky IV is such a small it's movie. It's so similar. And people don't know it, really. Like, a lot of people don't. And if you think about, like, the, the stereotypes they cast, obviously, Warrior is the greatest stereotypical movie ever made. Yes. It's, it's like, the, it is every sports stereotype in one movie, and they're all done beautifully. Yes. So, I'll... We all set our uh, our yeah. Dolph. I'm going to jump in because I cast Edgerton Did as Rocky. I cast Hardy. Yeah, see, yeah, because it's you look at him and you're like, that's the guy I'd want to see. He's right. the lovable. He's like the lovable underdog, and he plays it in the movie perfectly. We so we shared ours. But who you have? John Cena. You think John Cena oh, could pull yeah, off Rocky? Yeah. Oh, you see what he did? He the was chops. the best part of Trainwreck. He was absolutely the best part. I didn't like, see wow, Train Wreck. I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It's a little overrated. Yeah, you were told it was a good movie for a long time before it came out. Yeah, he was easily the best part. Like all the belly laughs were him, <laughs> and you know he's big enough. Yeah, he's got yeah. that bit of you know I'm smart but not too smart that he can pull off. The Marine you know? twelve yeah. rounds. He's got a lot. You know, you know he's going to be in shape because there's always the big scene where Stallone takes his robe off and you see how cut he is. Yeah, like, oh right. my god. Yeah, and he could. You know, he's not going to have too much dialogue. He could pull off Rocky Four. Rocky One, I don't know, but Rocky Four. Right. I did consider Taylor. Kitsch. I kind of like the idea of like Taylor Kitsch got Jack. He's he's old enough now. And he's seasoned enough, and mm-hmm. he's so like grim sort of seeming that I think he might be able to pull it off. But uh, that's that's good. Actually. He needs a hit movie too, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah he, he really does. He's uh, good. So this is really interesting because we were talking about this. So in all these sports movies, the same thing happens in the big fight, right? The big moment at the end where the hero is getting their ass kicked by the unbeatable villain, and the trainer has to sit down and give him a pep talk. Yeah, and Warrior <laughs> has like I think in recent memory the best one ever because he's he's looking at him. And he's like, do you think you can win this fight, Brendan? If you can win this fight, we will get the kids, we will get tests, and we will go home. Yeah. If you don't win this fight, you don't have a home because he's going to lose his house. Yeah. And it's just this moment. And you're like, <laughs> and he goes in and he's revitalized. And I was just thinking, like, that's like that's the, the new age version of what this movie is. And you got to think, of, like, who is the guy who you really believe has the heart mm-hmm. to respond to that moment? And that's why it was so hard. And I was thinking, Edgerton's just, I've seen him do it. So I believe it. If you were going to recast Rocky, I mean, Warrior, Rocky, come on. Like, if you were going to recast and remake it. Yeah, he could pull it off. See, I went with I went. The reason I went with Hardy is because I know he can do all the same things. Yeah, I think right. that him and, and Elbow would look good like against each other, size wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, especially with the the mask on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mister Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what would break first? I believe we all can change. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to blow up this theater, Mister Wayne. <laughs> 
Wow. What an episode. What a fucking episode. That was a lot of fun for a very long time. I, I think there's only one category left we have to hit. And we that's, had to do the pitch. Oh, jeez. Oh. And we have to talk category. We'll, we'll do a quick pitch. Okay, so, very quick. So uh, there are three action movie categories, guys. It's totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. And basically totally legitimate is a movie like The Fugitive or a movie like Terminator 2 where it's extremely mm-hmm. believable. It's high quality. You laugh when you're supposed to laugh. Totally ridiculous is like just absurd. Falls off a cliff. It's con air. It's face off. Yeah. Movies that are very silly, very tongue in cheek, and almost intentionally so. And then the middle category, which is ridiculously legitimate. That's just the Patriot. The yeah, Rock. The Patriot. The Rock. Speed. Um, what's another one? That's fine. Predator. Predator. Great yeah. example. They make you laugh unintentionally at times, but they're very compelling the whole way through. Usually, they have at least one really good performance. Then them, they're kind of the classics of the genre, and they don't go too far in either direction. Mm-hmm. This is. Without a doubt, totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. I 100% agree. Like, there was moments when you were watching, you're like, ah, oh, this could be ridiculous. No. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. What do you think? Oh, no, I'm with you on totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Oh, it's, it wasn't even a debate. Okay. No. No. Good. Good. That's easy, yeah. then. That was very easy. Um, all right. This is the pitch. Uh, this is a new thing we're doing. So this is just to show you guys what movie we're doing next week on the show. We're going to talk about it for just a second. Why it's awesome and why you should watch it in the week that you have before we do the film. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm mistaken... We're doing Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You got Stallone in the news. You got Wesley Snipes in the new Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Uh, Chirac, which is coming out uh, next week, I think, or a couple weeks from now. And uh, they're Dem- both going to be out there. And Demolition Man is a fucking classic It's movie. a great movie. Yeah. And Wesley Snipes is such a good bad guy. And let's just keep riding this Stallone train, man. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Stallone <laughs> We have to thaw him out. All right. Let's, let's thaw him out then. There's so many things that are great. They referenced the Schwarzenegger as president, which was ironic. Yeah. And then later became just frightening because he actually was a politician. <laughs> yeah. There's like the, an early incarnation of, of cyber sex. Yeah. Which is like long before like the internet, like something that never really happened. This is another movie that's just perfect for our show. Yeah. It feels all the right things. Makes you feel all the right things. It's awesome <laughs> and hilarious and it's the it's like the prime of Stallone's career. It's the prime of Snipes' career. Well, yes. That's because Dennis Rodman, actually, that was when that movie came out. He dyed his hair blonde. Yeah. Because everybody said, oh, you look like right. Wesley Snipes. Right. So he looked like that for a while. And then so he good. did Double Team with uh, Van and damn, like a couple years later, Which right? Is also, a fantastic yes, film. he was an yeah. arms dealer, right? In, yeah, uh, in Double yeah. Team, not yeah. a good movie, not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> not a, right? We we used to play. Me and my best friend in elementary school, we saw that movie. We would like play like Nerf guns and try to like mimic the, the moves. Uh-huh. And I would always play Snipes because I thought he was cooler than, than Van Dam. Um, That's great. Yeah, love Wesley Snipes. Great dude. He almost um, hit me with a car in the marina. Really? Yeah. Ninety-seven. I was in middle street in front of my apartment. He came up behind me. I heard a I heard a beep beep, and I turned. The car was coming like yeah. kind of fast, and he stopped. I looked. I go, "What are you? Oh, it's Wesley Snipes. What are you doing? Oh, hey, all right, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. That's <laughs> all right. We're good. I'll tell the story again on the show next week. But same junk. And I was like, hey, you know, if, if the studios gave me the opportunity to recast Blade, if they were like, you can just do it all yourself. You can recast the lead role. You can direct, produce all of it. Who would you cast to take over the franchise? And he's like, hmm, that's a good question. I think I'd cast that uh, that that cool young guy Wesley Snipes. I think he's a pretty <laughs> so he's in pretty good shape. I think he's still pretty on top. I think he could really pull it off. I was like, next question, sir. Very good. Dig it, dig it. <laughs> he still owes a lot of money to the government. He needs he needs paydays. Yeah. Gallo Walkers uh, yeah, didn't do too well. Yeah. So that's uh, that's next week, and that's, that's our it. show. Yeah. What uh, a show! I'm actually going to cut you off real quick. Oh yeah, I'm going to go off off the script. 
And uh, I just want to congratulate you, man. This oh. has been a really big week for you. Thank you just you. got a brand new job doing creative comedy work, sketch writing. I appreciate it. For a big show, man. Yeah. It's like all the things are paying off, so I want to take time to congratulate you, let our audience know there's new things that you can watch Mr. Bateman doing. Yeah, it's a comedy content for uh, the box score as seen on the Dan Patrick Show. It's on DirecTV Audience Network, goes online. Um, you know, we'll, I'll talk about it more on the show. But I just finished writing my first sketch today, which uh, when it goes on, and, and I've well, I'll talk about it on the show. So thank you for sharing it out. I appreciate it. Of course, it. man. It's an exciting week. It's been a, a long journey. I believe I'd it. I'd like to say that this show had a lot to do with it. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter if you're looking for me. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media, Twitter and Instagram. At How About a Fresca? Mm, 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 fresca. Mm. Yeah, and you can find Jason every single night, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 11 yeah. on Fox Force Radio. Yes, check your local listings for the time of the show in your area. It's yeah. just the Jason Smith Show? Yep, Jason oh. Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, 8 to 11 Pacific, 11 to 2 on the East Coast, and then you and I on Sundays on uh, oh, yeah. DirecTV, how we know each other. You yeah, forgot right. about that. DirecTV Fantasy's on it, you guys like <laughs> fantasy football. I'm not talking, I'm just talking at Jason and then like singing Survivor lyrics. Yeah. Ben, ben in, the, in, the, in the, just to give you what it's like, it's just like this. I'm standing here and I'm talking and voicing over highlights and, and analysis and everything. And Ben is standing right here, just telling me things in my ear. So I have to trust him so much because whatever he says could wind up on the air. You know, like I said, and there's a Cam Newton, uh, Devin Funches, Devin Funches, who's not wearing pants. He's not wearing pants, and it's a touch. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And I'll be like, Jason, sweetest Victor. <laughs> we gotta go to commercial. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. All right, that's the show, guys. Yeah. Uh, AMA podcast on Twitter. Check it out, and uh, we're gonna send those mugs out to you guys very soon. We swear to God. See you soon. Take care. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.